0: On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is on the block with Stricken Austin. Hour two of the show, originating from 1040 O Street. Stop by and say hi if you're in the area today, or of course tomorrow. We're here starting, I believe, at 11 again before a 2:30 kickoff before Nebraska and Michigan. At the very least, people will be around about that time, so come down, say hi if you're making your way to the game, shake our hands. And then go root on the Huskers. I'm be going, loud and proud.
2: I'm gonna be in there regardless. Woo. I'm gonna be rooting. Um Dang man. I really wanna see them win one, man. They're I, so I, due. I, golly, man. It's like they're like that's what you're talking about. They're so due. Like, I, I'm trying to think of when we say when we say that, you're so due. Um like I'm, I can't say that in golf because I'm. I'll be playing.
0: Chris second. Davis of the Orioles at one point, I think, went 68 plate appearances without a hit. Yeah,
2: there you go. Duke. I was like, you're due, bro. You're. You used to say that for for guys that hadn't won championships. It was like, mm-hmm. you're you're due for one. Yeah. But that sometimes just doesn't happen. Uh, but then you're guys like Robert Ori. <laughs> <laughs> you just land on a team that's going to win it.
0: It's it's just one of those type of things. But oh well. Taking other people's. Their due moments, stealing them for himself. Yeah, thievery. Uh, speaking of thievery, had a great question from Guiltnerd on the text line. Strick, would you rather have that thirty-plus uh, scoring night again, or have a defensively perfect game with ten steals and holding the guy you guarded to a shutout?
2: See, that's so. So, you, Giltner, you're talking to the the right one for that one, because th- this was the mentality that I had going into basketball wasn't my best sport. Football is actually my best sport. My mentality was I can score, but everybody's doing it. Everybody wants to do it. Everybody likes to do it. No one likes to do this. So that one I would much rather have the defensive perfect game. Because that that is one thing that you can you you would never forget. Most people would never forget that person, if I walk by him, he knows what time it is. Everybody then probably got score 30 on him. It, it, it's just something that's going on. Well, I don't think I have. But <laughs> 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 no, but I'm, I probably got, got some work done on me too. But every, because there's just nights where no matter what you do, you put a hand, you're there. It, there's guys
0: that just get you.
2: Mm-hmm. But shedding somebody out with 10-step, man, that would set me on fire. Yeah, I like that one.
0: It's one thing if you're shutting out like Tony Allen or Andre Roberson just sitting in the corner. You know they can't shoot, so you'll leave them open. But that's not your assignment. Like You're talking about like the Starks of the world, the the Gary Paytons of the world, those guys. Mm -hmm. So to be able to hold that over them every time you see them for the rest of your career, the rest of their career, to say, hey, remember that time you didn't get nothing on me? Remember that time I picked your Mm -hmm. pocket and then the other time and the other time and the other time that night? Yeah, that was me. I'm here again.
2: Mm -hmm. Yep. And there's there's many a moments, like, like anytime Kobe walked by the person that was guarding him, the 90 scored 81. I mean, yeah, that's something that you remember.
0: But on the other side of it, oof, dope. I like that. And see, I'm a buckets guy. I am. Like, you want the buckets. I, I, I want the buckets. Remember, I'm, I'm the shooting coach in my mind. In your so mind. I, I want to fill it up. <laughs> the closest I ever got to that flow state, obviously this isn't <laughs> going to compare to yours, but again, speaks to the relative level of difference between you and me. Uh, Playing open gym over the summer, getting getting the runs in, uh, played to 21 by twos and threes. I hit six threes on my team's first six possessions, uh, passed to a cutting teammate for a layup to make it like 20 to four or something like that. And then the dirtiest move I've ever pulled off in a basketball game. I'm in transition, wing three for the win. I uh, have a defender between me and a teammate in the corner. I ball fake like option Ooh. pitch style to the corner. And he shoots pull it, down. I pull it back rain cash Ooh. So i scored 21 of my team's 23 points Ooh. in about
2: 10 minutes that, that that sent you home feeling absolutely on air like you were walking on a
0: cloud send me to the next game that was like the second <laughs> game of the night
2: that's dope yeah i love that man that's so sweet
0: yeah i'm a buckets guy i'm also a mary ellen's guy i know you're a mary ellen's guy too i'll put those words in surely, your surely
2: surely mary ellen's let's get it let's get it man it's um I wish they would have had Mary Ellen's uh, the wings in here today, but listen, Watering Hole was absolutely phenomenal. But they will be here. They will be here. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that day. I'm not telling any of the early morning guys about <laughs> Mary Ellen's coming in here that day. Since they don't
0: ever tell me about Heavenly Waffles. Maybe tell Jay though, because Jay will get mad yeah, if we don't Jay. tell him. So Jay's different. It's different levels. Uh, 402-464-5685 if you have any uh, questions for Strick and I. Any thoughts on Nebraska-Michigan or the upcoming college football slate? Uh, We had a question here, Strick, from uh, Greg in Michigan. Uh, Greg, first of all, let us know, are you a Nebraska fan or a Michigan fan? You say GBR, so I'm going to assume you're a Nebraska fan, unless you're just saying that to get our attention, and you're actually a closet Michigan fan. So come on with us. Are you a Nebraska fan or a Michigan fan? Uh, But his questions are, chances Nebraska's shutout streak ends against Michigan? For those who don't know, Nebraska football has not been shut out in a game since 1996. The game against Arizona State down there in Tempe, um, coming off that 95 National Championship, they go down there, they lose to Jake Plummer and company. That's the last time Nebraska football has failed to put a point on the board which is, number one, just a ridiculously incredible streak. So if you want to say Nebraska's due, like you were talking about to start the segment, you can say, yeah, they're due to be shut out again. But even last year's Nebraska offense got three on the board. Even against yeah. those really good Ohio State teams in the mid-2010s, Nebraska put a pity touchdown on the board. Been far too many pity touchdowns and pity field goals at the end of games, but they still count. So I, I would say the odds are in Nebraska's favor to, to get on the board at some point yeah. in some way.
2: Yeah, I think so. I I I think regardless, if they stay true to form, which is play good defense, get some stops, because what's going to happen is even if Michigan gets up on on Nebraska in this game, Austin, what what do most teams do in situations when they have a significant lead? Cruise control. They start running the ball too. And run the ball. Right? Mm-hmm. They run the ball so running the ball nebraska's strength they're going to get situations where field precision field position may work in their favor mm-hmm. there's a three point out there and there's a seven point out there there's possible turnovers there may be a fumble but i think nebraska's defense is staunch enough that a field pos- a field possession a field position opportunity is going to present itself. And I think they'll take advantage of it. I just don't think they'll get shut out.
1: I I think their defense is
2: just, just too good to not allow a field position opportunity to present itself for either a field goal or a touchdown. I just don't, I don't, I don't think that
0: we're not dealing with that type of team. I'm with you on that. Again, Michigan's really good, really good across the board, but you know, people make them bleed their own blood. Nebraska's the best team Michigan has faced so far this year which is kind of a wild thought to think about, but I don't think I'm off base in saying that. So Nebraska will do some things that will challenge Michigan, but then it comes down to, like you're saying, Strick, if you have that opportunity, do you take advantage? Do you kick that door down? Let's get into just a couple numbers. I want to see where you're at with this. Okay. For Nebraska to win the game, how many rushing yards or how many yards per carry does Nebraska need against Michigan?
2: They need to be in the 4.5 to to 5 range, I think, per carry. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think rushing, they need to have about 185 to 200 minimum. And I think they at least need to have 200 yards passing. That'd be a huge step up for them. I think if you're doing that, that means your play action's working. Mm -hmm. It should Let me just say it should be working. (laughs) Right. If you, if you've got, if you're, if you're averaging five yards a carry, your chains are shorter. Mm Mm-hmm. Your playbook opens up dramatically. Your play action's in effect. And then it's as DP said read hats, run where more hats are. If you're and plus get one. Three, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and get some yardage there. Then you're going to have a chance to win this game. Because guess what? Clock's going to be running, time of possession is going to be adding up in your favor. And then they're not getting their potent side of the offense active in the same manner. So that's why I think this game, if that happens, we're going to be successful. I think this game will go under 305. (laughs)
1: To oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
2: And I think that, you know, we may be storming the, the field if that happens.
0: I think completion percentage needs to be above two thirds for Nebraska if they're not going to pass it very much. But to your point on the 200 passing yards, I don't care if you have three completions to add up to 200 yards because that's probably three house calls, right? Kind of Casey Thompson to Trey Palmer esque. And Nebraska hasn't hit a deep shot yet right. this year. Talk about right. being due. Like it's super obvious when they're doing it because Tommy Hill's in the game. Right. Hit a deep shot, score on it. That's huge. Like, Michigan's a defense that can just kind of suck the life out of you. If you're able to break for a big one, like Rutgers did on their third play last year. Yeah, it took a guy, you know, falling down and a missed tackle, but why not Nebraska? Why can't they do that? Um, if you if you hit Billy Kempo over the middle on a crosser and he makes guys miss all the way to the house. Yeah. Cool. You take that because you're going to need some big play some way to put points on the board. So I think 200 passing yards is a good number. I like where you fall, too, in the the 4.5 to 5 yards per carry range for the rushing game. That's what Michigan's going to want to stop first because Nebraska, again, even if the running game's been hit and miss, you're still well over 200 yards per game for Nebraska's offense on the ground, and that's big. On the flip side for the Nebraska defense, Michigan right now is throwing for 238 yards a game, rushing for 168 yards a game, What does the Husker defense have to do for rush yards and pass yards to give the offense a chance in this one?
2: I think their rush yards have to be under 150. And I think their pass yards needs to be under 250. I think you need to have one or two turnovers, meaning a fumble recovery, maybe an interception, a block punt, something to where you you're, you can change momentum or, mm-hmm. or get the crowd going. I I think one and a half turnovers does it for me. And McCarthy will give him to you. And, he, he will. He, be in he, position, he, take advantage. There you go. So, um, I think if you hold them to under four yards per carry, that gets you in there. And
0: no big plays. Mm-hmm. No big plays. I'm with you on that one. Let's take a look at the the rest of the college football slate this weekend here, at Strick. Uh, interesting games tonight. You have Louisville at North Carolina State. Louisville three and one. Surprisingly, you're one under Jeff Brom. The big game tonight, though, Utah at Oregon State. Eight o'clock kickoff um, on FS1. Utah ranked number ten. Oregon State number nineteen. I like Utah, but I still don't think Cam Rising is playing, so that makes it really tough for me to pick the Utes on the road. Hmm.
2: Is is you want me to make a a a, a guess on it? If you want to, I still I still like Utah. Okay. I still like them, even without Cam Rising. I just think that. They're an overpowering, they're good defense. I, I, I think they, one of the good things about that Utah team without cam rising, which has been good, is they're finding ways to win games. Mm-hmm. They're scrappy. Yeah. And, and, they're, and they're, I, I like that. I like that.
0: Uh, the other games tonight, you have Cincinnati at BYU uh, under the radar. Interesting game. And last week's opponent for Nebraska, Louisiana Tech on the road at UTEP. Uh, Penn State at Northwestern. Don't really need to talk about that one. USC and Colorado you mentioned this game that the messaging potentially from coach prime to the team, USC ranked basically right in line with Oregon in a lot of metrics, not just AP poll ranking. Do you think Colorado learned enough from last week? Were they able to adjust enough from last week? Or do you see something similar on the horizon for the bus this week? I think,
2: I think there's something similar. I just don't think USC's defense is as good as Oregon's. Mm -hmm. I think they're, they're, you know, they're okay. They're manageable. I, I think, I think it can be more. I still think USC has more, especially offensively, weapons, and mm-hmm. you know will put up more points. But I think, I think that they will figure out how to score more points. So they may not lose as big as they did to Oregon. But I, I think that they're still going to lose.
0: Something in the forty-nine to twenty-four, forty-nine to thirty-one range kind of makes sense to me. Um, Other interesting games, you have Clemson at Syracuse. Syracuse hasn't beat Clemson since 2017. And this goes to the messaging, the human element, right, Strick? Clemson played well enough to beat Florida State last week. They give up the strip sack, return for the touchdown. And then Keon Coleman does Keon Coleman things. Dude's a stud. He mosses the DB. Clemson lost to a better team, but I don't think Clemson is as bad as we thought they were. Syracuse off to a surprising start so far this year. And this game is going on in the Carrier Dome. This is a big one for both teams.
2: Yeah, um, that, that's the thing. How are you going to rebound? Not only do you re- have to rebound, but you have to rebound and, and also hit the road again. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to Kenny Rogers in, <laughs> on, on the, the road, road again. again. Just can't, can't wait, wait to get on the, the road, road again. again. But anyway, that's what's got to happen. You, you've got to still figure out a way to get hyped. Syracuse is a dangerous opponent in those type of moments because it's easy to get up for Notre Dame.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But how do you get up for Rutgers? Or how do you get up for Syracuse? Or how do you get up for, you know, a a, a UConn when you've just taken a tough loss? Mm-hmm. In your mind, you're like, dang, we got to go on the road and we got to play this game. That's the human part of it.
0: I think that, so we had a texter, 6090, said uh, Boston College also pushed Florida State, so probably more an indictment on the Knowles Human element, playing LSU and playing Clemson is not the same as playing Boston College. That part.
2: I'm telling it's you. It's just
0: not. And it, it, it's the worst thing, and it
2: happens all the time. you it, It's what we call, in sports, playing down your competition. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Uh, this is good teams. Good teams put throttles on you. Mm-hmm teams trying to work to be good or learning to be good or changing a mentality, those type of teams, they have to understand what that is. And, and in football, it's like, continue to pound them. Even though you're up 21, we're going up 31. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We're still pancaking people. Like we're not just letting up off the throttle. It's easy to just kind of take this off or not run this route or no, we're doing the
0: same things that we did to get us here, and that's the difference. Uh, other games at 2.30, you have that uh, Georgia-Auburn game, Kansas at Texas. Two years ago, the Jayhawks went into Darrell K. Royal Memorial Stadium, uh, walked it off on Texas on that two-point conversion, and I think it was double overtime it was. Kansas-Texas, 24 versus 3 in Austin. I want to pick Kansas. I want to go with the Jayhawks just because of what happened last time or not that long ago. I just don't think Texas overlooks them this time, Strick. I think Texas is more focused than they've been in a long time.
2: I I would have to agree. I think Texas, you know, after losing um, the way that they did last year, then the injuries that they had with with players. I mean, obviously they had Bijan, but still, Mm -hmm. you know, Quinn Ewers was out at a period of time. So I look at it from a standpoint of those guys really doing what they need to do, and they're chasing championship dreams, mm-hmm. and they know what they've got to do. So yeah, I, I see this probably a little bit differently for this Texas game.
0: LSU and Ole Miss, number thirteen versus number Ooh, twenty, good game. spicy. LSU good game. loses to Florida State. Right. They've been fine. Mississippi Lane Kiffin runs his mouth at the presser, says they figured some things out on defense. Yeah, not so much. Bama beats Ole Miss. Again, pivotal game for both teams in that SEC West.
2: Yeah, um, not much to talk about. I think it's going to be a spicy game. Both teams trying to get back on, you know, just really get turned around from early losses that they didn't, you know, maybe expect or want. And and Ole Miss definitely after getting, you know, uh, beat up Mm -hmm. last week when they thought they had a chance to get that one.
0: Uh, Other games to round this out. uh, Pitt Virginia Tech. We'll keep monitoring for Sicko's reasons. West Virginia TCU has my eye. Alabama at Mississippi State, trying to win that state uh, two weeks in a row. Washington at Arizona. Let's see the fireworks for Pac-12 after dark. Nevada at number twenty-five, Fresno. Uh, but the game at night that's that's not going on um, on ABC, but instead on the SEC Network. strict South Carolina versus Tennessee. Last year, this is um, you know when uh, oh what's his name Hooker. Oh Hennon Hooker. Yeah, Hennon yeah, Hooker uh, wasn't wasn't there. Was hurt. Spencer Rattler had his re coming out party. South Carolina rolls up 60 on Tennessee in a blowout win. That was that South Carolina this year. They're playing this game at Rocky top in Knoxville. I'm, I'm impressed with South Carolina under Shane Beamer, but I think Tennessee has got revenge on the mind. and I would be watching out for this one to get ugly.
2: I I would too. I would too, because there's nothing, uh, there's no great motivator than what you can pull up the film. You can put up some of the talking points, some of the, after the game talking points, some of the celebrations you can you can pull up a lot of stuff to get motivated for a game like that and i think that's what's probably going to happen with this one
0: a good look at the college football weekend slate let's turn our attention to the nfl a handful of uh, storylines i want to get to some interesting games that we didn't touch on in the happy hour crossover we'll do that keep looking at a busy college football and nfl weekend for you next year during on the block